Welcome to The Positivity Effect, where paying it forward and doing something positive in someone's life can provide them with the confidence and motivation to do the same for someone else. Like a stone dropped into a lake, let's create a ripple effect of positivity throughout our world. And it begins with your host, Dr. Thomas Retcher. Hey guys, what's going on? Dr. Tom here. You're listening to The Positivity Effect. And welcome back. Welcome back, my friends. I'm excited about today's episode. Have a, uh, I would say a new friend and hopefully a, a long, long time friend uh, because he aligns with a lot of the values that, um, you know, I believe in. We're actually in a, in a, program together that kind of connected us that, um, you know, shout out to the Arte Syndicate. But I'm joined today by Philip Sessions. What's going on, Philip? Hey, Tom. Thanks for having me on, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, it looks like, I don't know if do you have windows in that room because it's looking nice and bright. I'm in, a, I'm in a closed room right now. So my light is artificial. I don't know about what you got going on down there. Yeah, I got an artificial light in front of me uh, and a lamp, I guess. The lamp really doesn't do much. But yeah, I have some windows in the living room here as well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, guys, um, as you know, there's a lot going on in the country right now. And uh, the podcast, you know, I've, I've, I've talked about some of the different, you know, the, the struggles that we're going through. Um, all of us. And, and there's a lot of uncertainty in the world today and there's a lot of fear and, you know, at, at the end of it all, like what's so important is that, and I talk about this a lot, you have to remember that you have the ability every single day to make choices. Every single day, you have the power. A lot of times, you may not feel like you have power to, to make choices in your life. So a lot of times, you can feel like decisions are being made for you in different ways. And all of us are impacted in, in different ways in our lives, depending on, on who we are and where we're from. And you can feel like that. You can feel like that your life is being driven for you. But there are certain fundamental things that we as humans all are impacted by where we have the power. We're able to make choices. And that's, that's why I want to bring Philip on today. And that's, we talk about this a lot. You know, I've just recently, if you've been listening, a couple episodes ago, we had Dr. Elise Tercy on and we were talking about functional medicine and talking about thinking differently about medicine and, and how you approach your health when, you, when you're talking to your doctor. But it's so important to recognize that you have that power to make choices. And, and you can, we can all be a, a picture of health, a vibrance of health, that when you start with that, when you start with that pillar, that everything else will radiate from that sometimes those are the small wins that you need 
whether it's making your bed in the morning, it's brushing your teeth. What we're going to be getting into now, we're talking about your exercise, your diet, taking the time to understand more of those things at a deeper level so that you can continue to, to grow and expand. And when you start to kind of dial those things in, you, you recognize that you have power within you and other people start to see that within you too. And if you're watching right now, if you are, uh, it looks like there's a couple people here in the, in the, in the Facebook right now. Um, if you see, see my man, Philip here right now, he, he, he exudes that he has that, that vibrance about him. And I can tell, you know, that you seem to be a guy that's walking the walk right now and talking the talk. And I think that's so important. I, I think back to a, a, a virtual mentor of mine. I'm sure you know him as well. Sean Stevenson, model health show. He used to talk about when he was in his health classes in college the the quote uh, i guess what's the name of those class i guess you would say your health 101 or whatever and the professor would walk into the room but the professor's belly would walk in first <laughs> <laughs> so there right so now you have someone that that wasn't aligned with what they were teaching and that's so important you know um so yeah philip you know it's you definitely i could tell you're a guy that that just from the content that you put out there and uh, even just a few minutes that we got to chat before, you know, that you, you radiate that. And that's so important. And today, you know, in this world, guys, we all have that ability to, to be teachers to others. Sometimes it's like, you feel like you can't be a teacher or you can't help others. You can literally help people in your own community, in your, your family, then you could start building something out online. And it's just been really cool to see what you're doing, you know, and, and the way, and, you were also sharing with me a little, some insight on how you're helping people now. Um, but yeah, you know what, we're going to talk about your podcast. We're going to get into that and kind of how you're helping people right now. But for you, like what got you so fired up about health? You know, was there a time in your life where you didn't have control? I, I mean, we all have little moments where we're not, but was it a big shift or was it something that you always kind of felt like you gravitated towards? Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. What got me into health was in fitness, everything was I'd always kind of done it. But when I got off to college was when things really changed. I was in track and cross country in junior high and high school and did a little bit of football there and everything. So I did sports growing up. And so I was always in shape, but I was never you know super muscular or anything. And so I felt like the little guy. And when I went to college, I said, you know, I'm going to somehow have time. I went to school for engineering and managed to spend more time at the gym than in the classroom, which kind of reflected <laughs> in my grades, but made it through. Anyways, listen, uh, he doesn't have an engineering degree, but we can all say that Arnold Schwarzenegger is one of the greatest engineers of the human body. I used to love talking to him, like saying how he would sculpt the human body and, you know, mm -hmm. you, you do a little deltoid, you put a little, like he used to make it sound so simple. Like you put a little deltoid on here, you know, you add a little bicep here. It's, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. He, tries <laughs> he, make it he so definitely simple. simplified the process. But. Yeah. Um, but why I got into it more was because I figured, okay, I'm a little guy. I want to get bigger to be stronger for myself, but also for women. And it turns out in the end that long story short, 
the women weren't super interested in that. Yeah, maybe it got, you know, the first look and everything, but it was more than that behind it that really mattered. And so for me now, I transitioned from wanting to get bigger and stronger and everything to living a sustainable, healthy lifestyle for my future children. I want to be able to play with them because I think back to my dad and he wasn't in the best of shape, but he could still run here and there. And I just remember little times we'd run from the barn to the house and how fun that was. And I mean, his long legs against us being like, you know, eight to 12 years old and he just whoop us, you know, running up to the house, but it was so much fun. And so I want to be able to have cherished memories like that with kids. That's so funny. Like you kids. say that, like you just totally re like you put me into the filing cabinet of my brain. I, I, I vaguely remember, and I, I actually, I'm seeing it now. <laughs> my father like racing my brothers out in the street mm -hmm. because they'd be like, and this was when he was already like getting into his for late forties and they're like, they're like, you know, teen, older teenagers. Mm -hmm. And this dude was destroying them <laughs> <laughs> today. All right. Dad, I don't, I don't know if I think I could beat you today, <laughs> but, um, but it was amazing. I'm like, yo, like, that's so funny. Like, that I remember those days. Yeah. Just, just, we were like, all right, from the driveway to the street lamp. And like, he would crush it. I was like, where does this dude get in these, these legs? He hasn't, I haven't seen him run ever. <laughs> right, right. It's kind of like, instead of old man strength, it's old man speed. <laughs> old man speed. Oh, where is that coming from, dad? <laughs> He's going to show his boys up. <laughs> yeah. Well, to your point, you know, before, I, I think that's always every guy's, you know, like goal, right? Like we want to look good. We want to, we want to attract ladies in our lives. Mm-hmm. And then you always hear that story, right? Once you get the lady, then you start to fall off mm -hmm. and then it becomes a conversation. It's like, oh, you're not taking care of yourself anymore. And it's, it's crazy how we, you know, where like Tony Robbins talks about that. You know, you mentioned Tony before, mm -hmm. um, right? Focus goes, energy flows. It's like, I think for young men, there's such that singular focus. Like, I want to meet a beautiful woman. So it's like, we're, we're working out and that's our, that's our purpose. Our purpose is to, just attract a, a a mate, you know, and 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 have a have a girlfriend, and but then it it takes time sometimes from the mo actually for most of the time to make that that shift where the the purpose is is so much more driven. I love what you said. That's that's powerful. That you're focused on on the more of the legacy aspect and helping your family and setting an example, which I see what you're doing already, you know, the way that people are connecting with you online. Um, you know, there's that, we talk about that on the show, the, the ripple effect of what we do in our lives. And it's amazing. You, you think you have to have a huge following or you're, you know, you're a celebrity and millions of people know, like you could help one person and now that one person is going to go out and change all the, a whole bunch of lives. So purpose driven, right? I, yeah. I think that's so powerful, you know, uh, and you start to really dial in your mission when you, when you recognize that, like if you told me on the podcast, yeah, I still want to just go out and get like, that's cool too. I, you know, shout out to all the single guys, right. You got to do that. That's, that's important. Right. Um, but I'm sure what you would agree is that your passion probably really ignited when you, you, you saw that part of it being that I want to legacy driven. I want to be there for my family. I want to have it live. I want to have old man strength and old man speed, um, you know, like be an example for my kids and my wife. Like that's powerful. 
Yeah. And I've always been more of an old soul. You know, uh, I, I listened to a lot of older guys in the gym who used to hit the weights hard. And, and I could see they were still, you know, pretty big dudes, pretty solid. But they talk about all the joint pains they had. And I decided, you know what, I'm going to listen to these guys because, yeah, I would like to get to that route where I'm big like them when I'm their age. But I don't want to have all those joint problems either. And so, yeah, maybe if I'm not quite as big as them at their age, but I don't have joint problems, I feel like that's a win. And so it's really listening to, to what older people tell you and, and taking it in. You know, you don't want to just listen to everything and, okay, yeah, like that's that's true. And just take everything as truth because, you know, people around us, and you know this from, you know, being in a business that people are going to just tell you things because they wish they had the courage to do that. And that's really how it is with fitness. I mean, you get, it's, it's strange. You lose about 15 pounds or so. And everybody, everybody's like, man, you're looking great. You know, doing such a great job. And you get like past that 15 pound weight loss. And people start like, well, oh, you're getting too skinny. You need to eat more. Well, what's going on? Why are you losing weight? And they start questioning you because you can't ever please people. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. First of all, <laughs> you can't please everybody, but also, they wish they could do that. You know, 15 pounds isn't, I mean, it's a big change in your life for sure, but it's not such a drastic change that it's like, they can't attain that. But if you go, you know, past that 15 pound threshold, 15, 20 pound threshold, people start saying, Oh man, like in their head, they're thinking I can't do that. And so I'm going to tear you down. So that way you don't get better than me. And it's so sad that people are doing that. And and why not celebrate with people? Then, you know, being positive. We need to be positive. Be like, what are you doing? How are you doing that? I, I want to be able to do that too. What did you do? Like, let's let's talk about that and then work together on this weight loss goal. Like, that's what we really need to do instead of saying, oh, oh you're getting too skinny. Because <laughs> nobody wants to hear that. No one wants to hear that they're too skinny either. They're too skinny. They're too fat. Uh, you know, right? Too much skin. Not enough skin. Uh, you know, <sighs> too much of a tan not enough of a tan. right it's right. um <laughs> we all i think we all have those thoughts mm-hmm. right it's human nature to to look at somebody and to judge them it, it's but the difference is when you when you you act on that thought mm-hmm. when you actually take that thought put it to word and then you put somebody down right or you that's the, that's the next level that we should all strive for is is gaining control over those thoughts and one of the greatest ways to do it is 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 having discipline mm-hmm. when you're disciplined with your with your eating with your body you start to gain more discipline over your thoughts too and i think it's a trend i i so I think, yes, many people sometimes are gifted with that that almost sage-like, you know, understanding of life where they're able to to not be acting on those thoughts, you know, where there's a judgment in their head. They see somebody and they say, oh, you know, this, right? Everybody kind of comes to that in their own their own time. Mm-hmm. Like I remember, I think back to like grade school, right? Um, there were some kids that were bullies 
and there were some kids that were were not. And now you could now you might even fast forward 20, 30 years, and the kids that were bullies are some of the, the kids. Uh, adults now that are creating some of the greatest change in the world and they care and, and they went back to maybe people that they hurt and they're mending fences and relationships and, and maybe people that right on the other side of the fence that were, were very respectful. Now, maybe they're, they're not, you know, so it's like, it's, it's, it's okay to understand that we, we all have that time where we, we can make that shift. Like you can become a person of, of positivity. You can become a person that breathes, breathes life into other people and, and lifts people up and, and says, Hey, here's my hand, grab my, I'm going to take you with me. But I think what's so important is you got to be there yourself first. If you're not like I said to you, like guys, Philip walking the walk, talking the talk, like how can you, how can you be, trying to lift someone up if you're not also lifting yourself up Mm. and um it's kind of funny right when it's so powerful when you start to make changes in yourself and then you help others it almost compounds your efforts right you 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 even become even better yeah start doing more you start increasing your own efficiencies and how you take care of your health and your mind and your spirit uh it's it's one of the most gratifying things helping other people in that way and helping them recognize the greatness in, in themselves and the light that they all have it's it's sad when you see someone that feels like there's nothing left right when there's mm-hmm. no decision and and besides you know being yourself and to be more positive you also have to have people around you that are positive as well you think about with the pitcher of water if you are the positive person and you've got five negative people around you in order to make them positive, what has to happen? They have to get positivity into them. So now you're pouring water out of your pitcher of positivity into their negative pitcher. And what happens is your pitcher slowly gets less and less positive because it's got less water in it. And while they may be getting more positivity, you are now diminishing your positivity. And soon you'll be negative. You know, you won't have any positivity left. So you need people around you as well that are positive to help pour back into you because we all have times where we're positive or, you know, we're ready to go take on the world, ready to smile at everything. And other times where we just kind of have one of those days, like I'm just kind of going through the motions, just not really feeling it. And that's when those friends need to come in and help you out is you can only pour out so much until you're out. So you've got to have somebody yeah. that can help pour back into you as well. And of course that, that can come from like books and stuff. It doesn't have to necessarily come from a person directly, but books and things you enjoy doing. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're right about, you know, putting positivity into yourself first, you know, self-improvement and everything, but having those, what are you, around, uh, what are you reading right now? Anything, anything good? So right now it's right here. Um, how to get rich. I, I, I like it. By Felix Dennis. It's uh, pretty interesting so far. He owned Maxim and a couple other magazines. And I think he's like worth like over $400 million or something. And he was just talking about, you know, money and how it works and everything. That's kind of, I'm not too far into it, but you know, he just talks about, he's going to be talking a lot about money and everything. And, and I guess. Is that your, uh, your, your 75 hard requirement? Uh, yeah. Yeah. 10 pages a day. And so just trying to, you know, learn something. So a nonfiction book, essentially something to, to learn from. 
So this is the Absolutely. fifth book for me, I believe, on this. And so I've got 10 days left, day 65 of 75. That's awesome. As of the- yeah, guys, I don't know if we talked about it. I mean, we're here to talk about Philip, but I don't know if I talked about it on the podcast, but uh, that's something you should definitely check out. It's it's a program that could help us all. Um, that's awesome that you're almost you're almost finished. Jen, if you're listening to this, I love you, honey. I'm going to get back on the horse. I'm so proud of you that that you're almost through your program. Um, but guys, just go to 75hard.com. Take a look at it. Uh, it. It'll explain everything. It's a really cool, cool program. Check out Andy Frisella. Well, I mean, speaking of 75 hard, it's all about taking action, doing things daily to get you to a certain destination point that you're looking to do whether it be your goals, or in this case, it's 75 hard, right? 75 days doing five things consistently. But I've never seen anybody who is taking action daily and doing something with purpose that has been depressed or sad. I I have not personally. I'm sure there are people out there. I'm not saying that nobody has. But to me, the, the odds go up whenever you are working towards a goal daily that you're going to be less depressed than if you're just barely doing anything. If you just, you know, if I, I, if I envision, I want to, you know, I want to own a house one day, but then I do nothing about trying to own a house. I don't go look at houses. I don't talk about owning houses. I don't meet a realtor. I, you know, I don't make any money so I can buy the house. Well, well that's going to be pretty depressing because I, I'm not doing anything towards obtaining the goal I have of buying a house. So you know, you've got to take action and that'll help you be more positive, positive as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that is true. Like that is one of the quickest ways to get out of a rut is, is you just have to be taking consistent action. Mm-hmm. And, and that's usually the time when, when it's those moments where you're like, Nope, not doing it. I'm not doing it today. And then, and then Netflix comes on the, the Cheeto bag gets cracked. And it's like right there, that moment right there, it's like if you decide to make that shift, you end up, and whatever it is, maybe you go for a walk, you read a book, you record a podcast, like whatever the, whatever that is for you that's on in line with your goals, those are the moments, man. Those, those test moments, right, where you mm-hmm. make that shift and you're like, holy cow, I feel good. I feel powerful. Um, yeah, well, well, think about this simple example. You know, I w- went into my kitchen the other day. There's a cupcake there, and then and then behind it is apples. And I was going dude, in there. Why would you? Apple. Why would you put the cupcake by the apples? It was my wife. <laughs> She's, man, uh, she was, was trying. She, she was trying that. to sabotage I, you, man. She was trying to. She knew you had ten days left. Exactly. Exactly. No, but <laughs> but just think about that. Like the, the perfect example. I could have easily given into the, the cupcake, even if I wasn't on 75 hard and it would have been great in the moment, but afterwards I'd have felt guilty because like, man, like I was doing so good on my diet and I, I just kind of screwed up because I had the cupcake instead of having the apple, which fit my diet where the cupcake didn't. You know, what's interesting you know, so about just that whole like little actions like that. Yeah. It, you know, what's interesting. I, I was listening, I'm, I'm into following different comedians and uh, I always like a good laugh. Mm-hmm. I forget who, I don't know if this was Bill Burr. I forget who, which comedian it was, but he was talking about like the other side of the fence, right? Like, it's like, sometimes you, he's like, I'd, sometimes I think I'd rather just eat the cupcakes 
like I'm just using cupcakes as you say cupcake, but yeah. And just let it go, man. Just let it just like, and, and live a, a shorter life and enjoy the food. And, th- and you know what? I think we all think we all have that feeling from time to time. If we're honest with ourselves that in our brain, it's just like, it tastes good. It makes you feel good. Yeah. So that is an interesting argument, but when you really mm-hmm. break it down and you extrapolate the, the pleasure that you get from those things, it usually is short. It usually is fleeting. Um, and doing, doing what we, at the end of the day, what you know is right for you, which is making the healthier choices, what your, mm-hmm. your human body is, is really crying out for when it comes to nutrition. That's, that's the better choice. It, and it, it, you long, in the long run, you look back and, you're, and you, you feel more proud of yourself. It's not to say that, look, there's cupcakes in your house for a reason. Like, I'm sure you, you know, there will be a, there will come a day, maybe not right now in 75 hard that you're going to yeah. indulge and, uh, and not feel guilty. Um, but it's right. And that's the balance of life. But I think sometimes some of us, including myself in my, in my past, you know, we can, we could kind of like write off our goals to just kind of justify in our brain why we do certain things. And that's a slippery slope when we, when, we, when we write off our purpose of why we're going down a certain path. Mm. Yeah, sometimes we do it in those moments, you know, I guess staying on this analogy, you know, I've never heard somebody say, man, I regret eating that apple. You know, they'll <laughs> say they regret eating the cupcake Wait, because they decided- I, ha- I have regretted eating Macintosh apples because sometimes they're just like not, they're so soft and not- delectable you know what i mean yeah. like when i bite into an apple i want like a crunchy it's got that crisp right mm-hmm. you know you get that apple that maybe like you're in third grade and, and it was on the lunch line right the lunch the lunch lady put the food in the plate and then she gives you the apple that's probably been there like with like some sort of preservative for three months and you get that apple it's like soft and it's got brown spots i've i've regretted that <laughs> I'm talking about a, a perfectly fine apple. I'm not talking about an old apple, <laughs> but, but yeah, you know, but people in the moment, you're like, Oh, it's going to make me feel good. But in the long run or, you know, next day, next hour, even you're like, Oh, I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. No one's and, ever been like, man, that's 64 ounces of water today. Yeah. Wasn't a good choice, you know? Right. Right, yeah, might have might have sucked because you're going to the bathroom all the time <laughs> from all that water. But right. you know, if, you, it was if you did it right before bedtime, you're waking up and now you you you're not slept well. You you're probably yeah. regretting your decision. But um, that is true. <laughs> but we're human, right? We're that is the beauty beauty of being a human is there's creativity and there is people out there making wonderful delectable cupcakes and cakes and pies and pizza and. Italian restaurants and Chinese food and Thai, like, right. Whatever you're, what you love, right. Mm-hmm. Um, Netflix, just being able to sit there and binge TV for 24 hour days, 24 hours a day straight without any rec, you know, anybody checking you, which that's crazy, by the way, you know, it's, which actually they back do a few years they, ago they when that there. didn't exist. Isn't that crazy? Like you can just yeah. go oh, yeah. and go and go and just, but Netflix stop. does check on you. And then we complain because they're like, are you still watching? And you gotta, you gotta grab the remote and hit. Okay. <laughs> like, you know, we're like, Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> are you still there? It's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's the, 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 but when you, when you, 
you recognize that the, the route, the, the real, the, at the end of the day, the route of health and wellness is, is the better route because you're you're setting an example for yourself. You're going to set examples for your family, for your friends. Mm-hmm. And what more powerful too of being able to do something for yourself that's it, it, it speaks for itself. You don't have to be vocal about it. Mm-hmm. Other people are going to pick up on your energy because look, you're going to be, you're going to be vibrating more. There's a lot to say about that. Uh, you know, some may say it's foo-foo, but um, I believe in it. Like you, there is an energy that you put off, you know, you know that when, you know, when someone walks in the room, that kind of vibe, right? There's always, mm-hmm. you've been in a room before where someone walks in and you just get that like, whoa, there's like electricity in the room. There's that energy and you don't know how to put a finger on it. There's, there's something to say about that there. And they've done studies they actually is like, you know, if energy fields around our bodies and when you're eating healthy, when you're, when you're dialed in on your diet, your exercise, your, what you're putting into your mind, you're not, you know, feeding it with negativity and music that is negative and whatever, whatever the case may be. You may be that person that walks in and people are like, whoa, what? I feel good all of a sudden, <laughs> you know, like there's that energy. And then you've also been in a room where someone walks in and it's like, like the shades have been drawn, right? It's just, and, and you know what? Like I'm not, if you're in that spot right now where you're feeling that negativity and that's who you, like, I've been there and Philip's been there. We've, it's not, we're not, we're not putting ourselves on a pedestal or saying that, you know, we, we're walking, you know, statues of positivity. It's not, that's not even what the show is about guys. You know, the positivity effect, it's about just knowing that there is, there's so much more that you have as a human being in your potential. And when you start to tap into that and you start to allow that to flow out from you, because first it has to flow in, you got to build yourself inside that starts to flow out and it creates that ripple effect of, of positive change in your life. And you see other, all of a sudden opportunities start coming to you because you're taking care of yourself and doors open and relationships. All of a sudden you're, you're having, you may even be having better conversations with, with your spouse. You know, I even think, you know, just to share a little transparency, I, the moments when I feel that my wife and I are, are, are the best with each other is when we're taking care of our health and, you know, shout it to her. She's been really on point, you know, with her. she's on 75 hard too right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know for me personally, like if I, if I slip with that stuff and I'm not taking care of myself, I can see how that also can affect her, right? You don't, you, it's, I think it's so powerful. We don't recognize how much people in our lives are, are affected by the decisions that we make on a daily basis. It's not always the words that come out of our mouths. I'm not a parent, but I, when I think of parents, um, right, you think of that it's, as an example Maybe, maybe let's use one example of having like the, the cell phone at the, at, the, at the dinner table. Maybe that's okay for you and your family and that's fine. But maybe now, maybe you're the family where you don't want your children to do that. What is that example that you're setting? Are you telling your, your children don't have the, the phone at the table, but meanwhile, like they, they see you all day texting, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe uh, you want your kids to be healthy 
and eat healthy and make sure that they're, they, they want to go outside more and play and exercise, but they see you playing Call of Duty for six hours a day or not exercising or not making the healthy choices that are in the house. Like every, every kid is a kid. Every kid's going to love McDonald's and is going to want to have some pancakes every so often, right? But ultimately, they, they, it's so, your children learn so much more from what you're actually doing. And I know, again, I'm for the parents out there. God, I get it. I know I am not a parent yet, so I can't. I can't. I can't relate. I know there's going to be those times where right, my brother it calls it the nuke button. Like sometimes you got to give your children child the phone because it's just, that's that's just the world we live in today. But um, setting an example for others is so important. And our kids, right? Do you do you have any children? No, no, we don't have any kids. Just a dog. <laughs> just a dog. <laughs> setting that example for your dog. I have, I have a few, few pets myself. Um, (laughs) but so let, Hey, let's, let's make a little transition. So, so tell us a little bit about, you know, this journey that you've been on, you know, you, you have a podcast that you have out now. Um, you, you coach, you know, you're helping people with, with their own fitness goals, their nutrition goals. You were kind of, before we jumped on the podcast, you were kind of sharing with me a little bit of, uh, some more of the granular things of how you actually help somebody. Um, but yeah, let, let's talk a little bit about healthy, uh, health, I say healthy Philip sessions, but uh, we were saying, right. You got, you know, your podcast has that play. I love it. I love the name. You know, it, it works. Yeah. So, so the podcast is healthy living sessions. And so I guess on the podcast as well, I usually interview people and I get both people that are either, you know, industry experts, so to say, you know, they'd be personal trainers and stuff like that. But I also get people that are more just business owners, people that are entrepreneurs, you know, you're more every, everyday person, right. That's not related to the gym for everything, both that they go to the gym and then they work in the gym. And I talk with them about fitness and if what they've done, especially those that, that aren't in the fitness realm by, by trade, I talk to them about, you know, okay, you know, obviously we talk about their business, kind of what they're doing. So you get the feel that, hey, this is a normal person. And then I ask them, okay, well, how has fitness helped your life? Because I truly wholeheartedly believe that fitness will help anybody's life. Because just like with 75 Hard, while it's not a fitness program, fitness is involved in it and it changes your mindset. It makes you more positive. When we are in better shape, when we are actively moving we are more happy. And so that's what I want to teach people to create this lifestyle. And something else we were also talking about is I've had a few guys talk about how they're trying to start dieting and their family's not on board. And I think we, we see this more with women, it seems like, especially, you know, it seems like women have to cook the food and they have to cook their own food for their own diet more so than guys. But guys also have this struggle where they feel like they can't eat with the family because they're trying to go on a diet. And that's not the case. You can make it work out. And we talked about this as well with my wife because my wife's not into fitness. You know, I'm, I'm the fitness nut around here and she's not. But I figured out a way to be able to eat with her, with her meals. And, you know, they may not always be the most healthy, but I can make them work into my macros for the day, which macros are 
protein, carbs, and fats, and of course, overall calories for the day. So I make sure like to understand what we're going to eat that night and then just kind of weigh everything out and have it set up where I know how much of it I can eat, what I need to change during the day for those meals. And that way we can still eat together because that was another thing, which kind of goes back to, you know, positivity. My wife, when I wasn't eating with her because I was trying to, you know, eat my own meals or eat according to what I could eat for that day to maintain the weight that I was at, she felt, you know, taken aback. It was, it almost like offended her because I wasn't eating the food she was cooking. And obviously that that's plays a, a huge that's a powerful, role. Yeah, that's powerful, guys. I hope you just heard because I'm sure all of you can relate to that in some way. Food is so personal. I just think of my, my, my relationship. Mm-hmm. One of the, the, the main things that my wife and I argue about is what do we order for dinner? <laughs> or what are we going <laughs> to make for dinner? You know, it's, it's never an easy decision because you, got, you have two people that have different kind of where they are, where they are in their life and their journey and their fitness. You're never always on the exact same. You, you try to align as much as possible. So that's, that's, that's something very real, you know, Philip, that you're touching on. I, I think everybody is affected by that. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I'll give the caveat that, uh, you know, we are newlyweds. We've only been married for seven months now, you know, so not, not a long time, but it was uh, interesting. That's it. You're, you're not a, you're no longer, <laughs> we can't, that's it. Your credibility goes out the window. Right. Right. <laughs> no, but man. it was interesting. And, and so besides trying to figure out how to eat the food with your spouse, something else I found out, especially for the guys out there, I was joking with my wife because I'm still working at home and she's, you know, at the hospital working. So I have more time. So I've been cooking, you know, a few more times a week. You know, we had this kind of deal, if you'll say, where I'll cook once a week and normally I do the dishes, but I've picked up cooking a little bit more just because I'm at home. And then gentlemen, I, you know, did you hear that? <laughs> you can cook guys. <laughs> Shout out to the ladies. But, I know. Yes. I know that's been the, Men, you can cook. That's <laughs> thank you, Philip, for bringing that point up. If, but I've actually got two things that'll help you guys get out of cooking. Ooh, so oh, there's two things, dude. two things, That's, guys. So really, really listen up here. Dirty tactics. <laughs> what I found out, and I kind of stumbled on it because I was joking with my wife because you know I had I had found some meals I wanted to cook, and if I had went out grocery shopping, which is number one, go do the grocery shopping for your wife. It's number one. Number two, which I, I just that is power. Into. I can attest to that. That is powerful. <laughs> <laughs> number two, which I stumbled into, was I had went grocery shopping and, and had a list of things to make. And, and and I was like, you know, she said, well, I'll cook tonight. You know, you've been cooking the last couple of nights. I'll cook. I'm like, okay, well, I was thinking about cooking this. She's like, well, I can go ahead and cook it. And so I had the recipe set up. I had all the food ready to go. And all she had to do was cook. And I made the joke about man, this was a nice setup. I like this because for me, I had trouble with her cooking because she wouldn't tell me what, what was in the recipe so I could calculate out the macros exactly. Uh, so I had trouble eating with her. Dog but, you. <laughs> but yeah, so if I found the recipes for her to cook and now I know exactly what is in each one of those recipes and I can fit it into my meals. But she was relieved because it took that burden off of her to have to find a recipe and to cook the meal. So, guys, if you want to help your wife out and get out of cooking, two things. Go grocery shopping for her 
and or find recipes for her to cook is believe it or not that is a struggle to find something Yo, different to cook you know night. what and that's so philip honestly that's profound <laughs> and I, I and i don't think enough people are talking about that and look it's not about we're not saying like the stereotype like women have to be in the kitchen right we are kind of making a, a joke of it but at the end of the day what you just described that requires work and that mm-hmm. that that's that's that your spouse or your if you're living with someone you know and you're not married yet wherever you are you are if it's two people that are living together doing that that prep work is so powerful because mm. it shows to the other person that you're you're you care you're taking out of your schedule you're you're intentionally setting intention you're I could say from experience too, man, that's so powerful. Like those, the weeks when I do dial into that more, it's, it's, it seems like we're so much more in sync, you know, yeah. that's powerful. That's powerful. I, I respect you on, on bringing it up. Cause I don't think enough people talk about that. And maybe it goes the other way. Like maybe there's a week where you don't want to shop. I'm not saying you particular, whoever's, even if you're listening, yeah. yeah. Maybe your wife does it all and she she gets meals and sets it up where it's easy. Like it's taco night and you're like, yo, I could do taco night. That's easy. <laughs> Throw the meat in, right? <laughs> you're done in 20 minutes. Like <laughs> that kind of like meal. Right. Like spaghetti. But like right? <laughs> you, you may feel more obliged because now your spouse is, is prepping everything. Same thing. It goes both ways. Mm-hmm. So I that's that's interesting. It's I I it's something I think I always thought about, but it, it's good to hear it from other people, you know. Um Yeah, give it a try. Man, you're just trying to no get pressure. You're just trying your to, wife's gonna hear this this podcast when it comes out. She's gonna be like, I know, I know his talk? ways. I know his ways. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it was funny how I just stumbled upon that. And she was like, she's like, Yeah, that that would be nice. So then I was like, Oh, like I can't believe I actually just stumbled upon this with my whole seven months of wisdom in the marriage life. But you know, yeah, just give that a try. You know, whether whether if you're not the cook, let's put it that way. Let's not make it a, a sexist thing, so to say. If you're not the cook, go grocery shopping or find recipes to cook for the week to help out your partner with the cooking, who is doing the cooking. Well, a good because- friend of mine uh, who is, is older than, than I am, and he, but he's a good friend and, and very, he has a lot of wisdom. He had taught me this lesson one day that I felt was so profound. It's, it's, I'll use my example as because I'm talking about my relationship, but I'll use it was more he was sharing about his relationship and that you, you have to see things before you're actually, they're being brought to your attention. Meaning, like, as an example, let's say, there's something that you know may bother your spouse. Maybe it's maybe uh, let's let's be very concrete about the example. Maybe there's a maybe the faucet's leaking. It's kind of like it's running, and it's not fixed. Chances are, the time that your spouse physically comes to you and says, "Hey, that that faucet that's bothering me. Can we get this fixed?" They've already been thinking about it for quite some time. And that if you can, 
if you could start to recognize that, that window of time, that opportunity of time of, of getting to that task before it's brought to your attention, you start to notice a lot of healing in your, in your relationship, in your marriage, because you, you, it shows that you're putting that best foot forward. Um, and I think of my own relationship, uh, you know, the, the days and weeks and months and I love saying years. That's great. You know, I've been married for a few years now. Um, the times when I am more dialed into that, that seems to be when her and I are just so much more in sync in flow. Even if she's, if there's tough things that she's going through her and I still just seem to be more in togetherness, right? That togetherness that we all need. And I think for relationships, that's so powerful. Uh, a lot of us just think that there's just going to be that's there, like love, right? You're just going to be, but there's so much that goes into the work uh, and also being proactive in the work. And I love that example about the food of, of taking that mental time to not be asked to do it, but you're, you, you go out, you make that initiative to, to do that. And, and wow, look, look at the benefit. Sounds like you're, you actually kind of get out of some of the cooking duties. <laughs> right. <laughs> Who would have thought? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and then it goes back to answering that problem with, I just feel like I can't eat with my family because I'm on this diet. Well, now you found the recipes. You can fit that in with the rest of your meals for the day. And diet problem solved. You can eat with your family again. Yeah. You're not eating something different. And you're not... You know, and there is a little bit of a divide because your your kids are like, well, why is mom or why is dad not eating with us? Why are they eating their own thing? Why are we not eating the same thing? And they start to wonder about that. That's tough. You know, and, and of course, you know, we don't have kids, so we can't really speak on that. But just just think about that. How how impactful is that on your kids? Because I mean, are, are they going to start wondering? Well, well, they're they're eating something else because supposedly this isn't healthy. Well, why why are they feeding us unhealthy stuff then? You know, is it really unhealthy or is it just too many calories in that one meal? Or are you not getting full enough because it has so many calories and if you were to eat it, you'd have to eat so little. You know, there's ways you can fit that food in. You know, it just may not be something that's going to completely fill you up in one meal. But think about that as well. So, I mean, that's kind of, you know, it's kind of like going out to eat, but it's like, well, I can't eat there. And so, well, we can take you there and I'll, I'll go get something somewhere else. Well, your spouse is going to feel kind of bad because like they want to go eat there. Like, let's just say, I don't know, Chick-fil-A versus Zaxby's. Like, I, I don't like Chick-fil-A, but my, my wife does. So we'll go to Chick-fil-A for her, but then we'll go to Zaxby's for me. It's like, well, you know, now she might feel guilty because we've had to make this special trip to go out of our way to Chick-fil-A. And then also go to Zaxby's, you know, so you kind of, without realizing it, you're making people think and, and almost kind of get a little negativity there. They're not, they're not staying positive because you kind of feel out of sync. You feel you're not aligning. And so it's like little things like that, that can also affect that relationship, affect that mindset behind it. You know, now obviously it would take a lot for that to make you super negative, but just think about that. The less, things you align on, the harder it is to work together and be one, especially with spouses. Yeah. I, what I've noticed 
in my own relationship and people I talk to is that there's always going to be differences no matter what. And you want that too, that you want healthy differences. That's what brought two people together. Yeah. Um, And even, you know, maybe not just a romantic relationship, maybe friendships, right? Uh, You Mm -hmm. have friends that are different than you, but you, you together. It's recognizing those differences. And what usually when you're able to actually work through the change, it's when you're, when you're doing things that shows that you care for the other person, because Mm -hmm. generally like when, when arguments arise about differences, it's because that it, it, it didn't just happen. There's, there's been a, a decline in in that that what we're talking about that care for oh, yeah. the other person that care for being proactive to think what if, when we think back of when we were first trying to woo our our potential you know we were right it's like you would do you would throw everything in the kitchen sink at the wall for this person to get your attention right and yeah. it's like where did that go so it's like finding new creative ways where obviously it's not like over the top all the time but you're still showing that person that that person is one is not one is the most special and most important person in in your life Mm. and i think once when when people feel comforted and cherished you can work through the like the food and and what are we going to eat tonight the volume on that gets turned down because you've been more focused on the more important things of of taking care of each other um so yeah i i appreciate you philip with the work that you're doing and and um just being transparent, you know, early on in your, in your marriage and, and using, using your own life as an example to, to help people. You know, I really believe that what you're doing is absolutely, you know, the example that, that I'm trying to set here with the positivity effect and the listeners that, that get drawn to this show, uh, I know absolutely will resonate with what you're saying. You know, your message will resonate with them. Um, so we're, we're at the end of the, the time here, guys, um, Philip, give us some, some little last thoughts, you know, maybe give us a, a quick little, just synopsis on where you feel you're going with everything and, and, and your mission in life, you know, uh, of, of what you're developing right now. Man, that's a, that's a loaded question in a way, you know, what is my mission in life? So my mission in life is really more specifically to help men. I mean, not that's just kind of who I'm, I guess, targeting, if you will. But I want to help people in general, families with health, because all the way from the parents to the kids, we see so many issues and people feel like they can't control their physical life. They can't control their health. We see with, with COVID-19 that just happened, most of the people that were less susceptible to this virus were healthy people. You know, we see all these restaurants. It's so easy to go out to eat and eat two, 3,000 calories, it, no problem at all. And, and understanding that and how to still be able to have that lifestyle and not be stuck just going to the gym and only chick, eating chicken and rice is what I'm really trying to do, trying to educate people in their health. And I fitness. saw that in your Instagram, the like no chicken, no rice. Like, right. I think that we've always, when you think of like eating healthy, it's like, that thought has been driven into our brains that you have to just eat bland chicken and white rice. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And sadly, there's still like people that do training, you know, our trainers out there that teach that, you know, and that's not the case. You can eat other things. You know, it's perfectly fine. Life is meant to be colorful. You have to. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and there's ebbs and flows with that. 
But yeah, that's that's really the big thing I'm working on. But for you know, as far as a positive mindset, you know, just realize that your worst critic is you. And if you're not positive to yourself, if you're not, you know, self-love, if you don't have self-love, then how do you expect anybody else to love you? So you've got to love yourself first and be positive towards yourself in order for other people to be positive towards you. So it all starts with you and then it reciprocates. Now, you want to be positive to others as well, even if they're not positive to you first. I'm not saying that it's all to be selfish, but you know, you've got to start being the positive person first, being the light in this world. And eventually other people will light up. Mm, that's good. And hey, what's a little healthy uh, dose of, of selfishness if it is actually what it's the purpose of it is to help others? Um, if you're going to be selfish about something, guys, be selfish about being that that light in your community, being that light in your family. We talk about this on the show, right? Being that lighthouse for others. Because when you do that, it so much it so much comes back to you in droves when you do that for others. Mm-hmm. Um, so Philip, dude, I, I really respect what you're doing. Um, you know, it's 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 one of the things I've always struggled with uh in my life is diet and and exercise. And I think everybody listening can attest to that. And there's not anybody out there that isn't struggling with that. So guys, make sure that, you know, you're subscribed to, to people like Philip, uh, that at the end of the day, just want to help. They're, they're putting out these messages to, to help you reconnect, right. And, and clean up everything on the inside, just like what we talk about on the show so that you become that example. You can be that example. So guys, please Check them out. You can check them out on Instagram, of course. Hashtag or not hashtag at right the at symbol. Yeah. Philip <laughs> Philip Sessions. Is it with one? I got two L's. Yeah, with one L. One L. One L Philip. Also, guys, check out his podcast. You can find it on all the platforms, but just go to his website, healthylivingsessions.com. You can learn a little bit more about how maybe he can help you personally. Um, but just subscribe to his podcast. You know, get continue to fill your brain with uh, people you want to subscribe to and, and aspire to be. And, and that's, what's going to help. Like if you're not there yet, that, you know, being pulled up, um, you can be pulled up by, you know, like the messages here on the positivity effect, the guests that we bring on, um, Phillip's own personal message. It's, it's powerful. So thank you guys. I love you. If you're still here at the end of the show, you guys are the best. You are the, the, the power listeners. We love you so much. Um, it, it just, my, my opportunity to be here and 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 share what's on my heart and bring in people like Philip is is as rewarding as it is for you uh, for you as it's rewarding for you it's it's just it's very powerful and rewarding for me too it means the world to have people like Philip on the show and to have this, this opportunity to uh to see how this this stuff is impacting you guys so if the show means something to you look right we're not advertising anything please share it with a family member with a friend that's how the show grows so it's an organic movement and uh we want to get you know the word out there for philip because he's doing good work out there all right so healthylivingsessions.com check him out on instagram at philip sessions guys we'll see you well as you know if you listen to this we, we start up the saturday show where i kind of do a little recap so make sure you jump on that'll be just me on the mic talking about my boy philip here again and we'll be talking about the next week so 
I love you guys. Talk to you soon.